Welcome to the Tribal Voices podcast. I'm your host, Ildiko Spinfisher. For many thousands of years, people have walked this earth. They have been the caretakers of the land, living in harmony with the rhythms of nature. Spirit communicators, holding deep wisdom sacred throughout the ages. Indigenous communities who have known how to use the natural energies to maintain and restore harmony. Now you have the opportunity to listen to the guides, leaders, teachers and wisdom keepers of these communities, as Tribal Voices is the platform where they speak about their life-affirming ways of living and share with you their knowledge of how to navigate the future in a healthy and sustainable way. Now is the time to build a strong bridge between our cultures forged through mutual respect, understanding and sharing. This is the aim of the Tribal Voices podcast. Enjoy your listening experience. Good morning to you, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are across our wonderful planet. Thank you so much for joining us here today. This is the first episode of Tribal Voices, And I am so excited to be starting with this wonderful lady this morning. And I'd like to introduce her to you. Her name is Gaylene Picarera Sheehan, and she's an indigenous woman of Aotearoa, or as uh, we know it in English, New Zealand. She's called a spiritual guide gatekeeper and her divine purpose in this life and in this world is to guide and support those who choose to embrace their own sacred purpose and awaken themselves to serve within the heart. She is a universal visionary, and this is one of the many gifts that she shares. Spiritual knowledge with the infinite collective consciousness of creation, as we move through our evolutionary moments to breathe as a traveling soul experiencing sacred human life. And she says, the time is now, the present, the gift is love. I'm absolutely delighted and honored to welcome you here today, Gaylene, for this first episode of what I hope will be a very exciting, enlightening and sharing podcast show. So thank you so much for being here. Blessings. Kia ora there, Zico. Thank you. Nga mihi. Uh, Inga mihi to all your whanau, all your family over there, um, not only those that are close to you, but all our extended whanau over there, and thank you for asking me to join you. Oh, you're more than welcome. I'm, I've been looking forward to this day um, for quite a while, and um, Spirit brought it together in the most amazing way, mm-hmm. so here we are, and uh, we're going to discuss some fascinating um, topics today that will open up the understanding and start creating a bridge of that understanding um, of shared experiences and different ways of um, viewing and interpreting uh, this wonderful life that we live. So first of all, Gaylene, I would love to ask you about the uh, Māori name for uh, your land, which is Aotearoa, and I hope I am pronouncing that right. I gave it a go this morning, Um, and I'd love to know what the meaning of Aotearoa is and why it was called such. Well, Aotearoa, or as uh, the rest of the world will know it as New Zealand, is uh, Aotearoa is a land of the long white cloud. Oh. And our blanket of cloud forever embraces us when we are home. And that's why they called it Aotearoa. Right. So to us, that is the original name. Yeah, right. And it, 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 it explains the, the land um, the way and, the land is a characteristic of the land, and that's beautiful. It is. It's very much when you, uh, especially when you're flying in mm. from anywhere mm-hmm. and you have this blanket or kōrawai cloak, as we would say, kōrawai, right, over this land. And it's a very sacred place of the world mm. because it is actually 
the one of the important places uh, to do with Mama Tuanuku or Papa Tuanuku, as they call it, they say, as Mother Earth. And this is about her base, very base chakra, which we call Mana Atua. Right. So there, that is an important. She's small, but she's very important. And as we know, amongst the Wahine tribe, amongst the female tribes, mm. is the base of our very mana atua is oh. important because we. What do we do? We give birth. Yeah. You know, this is our reproduction. So how important is that? So very important. Uh, for we be base without that. So. <laughs> Well, not only physically, you know, not not all our wahine, our women, bear children, bring children into the world. Mm. But it does not mean to say that they do not uh, create or rebirth or give birth to gifts that are most important in this world at the moment of healing. Absolutely. And um, I also understand that it's um, it's seen that um, this is the first place where the sun is seen um, in the day. Can you explain that, please? It is one uh, I'd be proud to as our mountain on the uh, my mother's tribe, Ngati Pro. Mm. We have a mountain, Maunga Hikurangi. And the, and the sun shines as it comes over from the east, the rays. It's one of the first places in the world that the sun shines. Wow. So, uh, you know, if you can just maybe embrace that importance that the sun's rays, Tamanui Tera or Hinekura, mm. places their rays on, you know, the base, the base chakra of wow. Mother Earth. You can imagine the energy. Yeah. And so here we are looking at the first place of anything beginning. And this is in the Polynesias too. Let's not forget the, the mountains around and the, and the islands, the Polynesian yeah. islands, Samoa, yeah. mm-hmm. and all the other islands as well. So it's, it's not just Aotearoa. There are many main gateways in the Pacific mm. that the sun's rays places, firmly places his or her hand on for us to awaken to the new day. And that's so interesting to hear that it is the base chakra that is associated with the first sun of the of the morning of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, it's it's from from uh, the metaphysics that I um, have you know learned um, or known about, it's actually the um, the solar plexus, so sun, solar, and that of course is a stomach. So it's really interesting to hear it in a different way and to understand why it is um, it is so in, in your culture. Yeah. I, I feel that we, as universal human beings, we all have our different stories mm. and our different steps and our different understandings. So I feel that when you you embrace your own individual story mm-hmm. about how you're understanding not only the mana centers or the mana atua of Mama Tuanuku, of Mother Earth, but also of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's okay if someone has a different story. Of course, and it's fascinating it's to share okay, other, um, yes. other viewpoints. Um, I, I think that's what brings the richness um, to our experience, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's just, exactly. uh, it really is uh, very interesting to know. So um, you describe yourself as a spiritual gatekeeper. Can you please explain what that position is and what it means to you? Hi. It's called a kaitiaki kaiarahi, and that's a gatekeeper, spiritual gatekeeper guide. Uh And they've been in this world since dot one, since the beginning. Mm -hmm. So let's just maybe just bring it in a little bit, mm-hmm. especially where I'm coming from, from my Māori side, yeah. from my Polynesian side. And there are many kaitiaki, many gatekeepers around the world, many kaiārahi. Uh-huh. And the reason why I call myself a kaiārahi is our tipuna, our ancestors, ma, our ancestor, Māori, has been my spiritual guide, not only in this life, but in many lives. Mm. So I like myself to be a guide. Mm-hmm. I like to 
show that in our, not only in my own culture, but in all cultures or all people that come for support and mentoring, that I can share in that way, I can guide. Mm. So they have, um, in the tribes, yes, they would have the kaiārahi, the kaitiaki. Right. In the earth, in the elements, they have kaitiaki, they have gatekeepers. Right. So the gatekeeper, there's many roles that the gatekeeper plays, and it just depends which sacred space is their role. So for me, it's simply, you know, without placing too many words purpose you know and and um, and I want to tell the story quite simply rather than it took me so long to realize what it was to be a gatekeeper so I'm keeping this very simple and what it is it's helping uh, all our gods and goddesses that do want to have support and finding their own purpose there's nothing more wonderful than helping someone and guiding someone and see them wake up to Mm. their own purpose yeah, absolutely. And I'll agree with when that. When they morph into this authentic, soul traveling person right before your eyes, yeah. because they've chosen to, you know, you're giving them tools, but they've chosen to. And so that's probably uh, my best, my most favorite passion is to see others wake up mm. in this world of, of healing and this world of. Uh, definitely evolution, spiritual evolution, and in the simplest of terms, and watch their light get brighter and brighter. Yes. But at the kaitiaki, there's also different, there's different gateways that I would go through. Right. To help, to help those of the the masters of the heavens. Mm -hmm. There's um, different types of, uh, you have to honour, when you go through these gateways, you have to honour their protocols. Yeah. There's definitely, like anywhere, when you go into somebody else's sacred space, mm. there's respect, there's yeah. humbleness. Yeah. Mm. So there are many, many, gatekeepers will tell you, there are many duties to perform as a gatekeeper. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, and there are definitely you know, definitely different types of gatekeepers. There's not just the same gatekeepers at different times. So um, for somebody who is um, really lost, scared, um, jaded, um, what would you say would be the the most important thing to focus on right now? What would be the first thing to focus on right now? Focus on something really simple and really um, in the present moment. Mm. And when I say that, it's all very well for me to say simple, but focus on something that you want to realize in yourself. You have to go to yourself first. You have to make that choice that you want to change. No one can do it for you. Yeah. Very true. And it could be something really simple that you want to change. Leave the big stuff for later on. When you're much stronger, when you're celebrating your love and your light and you're, you know, and you're looking at all the knowledge you've come through, whether it's negative or positive, just take something simple. What can I change today in myself with love? Yes, very good advice. I think... Yes, because things get so overcomplicated and there's so much noise coming at people that they don't actually have even the, the, the space of silence to be able to, you know, even, even put one foot in front of another because the rug is always being dragged out from under them by the next and the next and the next. So that's very, very sage advice to just focus on something simple and build it from there. Yeah. I have a message from Ascended Master Christ for you as you're speaking. Oh, how lovely. Thank you. The beautiful Ascended Master says, you are the only potential. Wonderful. There can, you, cannot, you cannot not have potential to succeed. How lovely that is. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you, so, Christ Ascended Master. 
I thought I might get a lot more, but I'm obviously it's me that's a talkative one because they're just sort of lining up one another. And and Buddhist Buddha, Master Buddha, who is also present with us, says, "My dears, stop struggling in the nothingness." Oh, that's just beautiful. Thank you. And so, just those simple words are all that we need. And I think the overcomplication is where we end up with um, the unhappiness and the uncertainness and we let our minds come in and rule the roost. Um, but that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. God bless, God bless the both of you. Oh, and many blessings. Also too is God, there's a lot of talk about people, some people, you know, get a bit, move a bit of when I mention, if I mention God, but to me, I'm mentioning the God I, I feel. Yes, yes. I don't, I don't want to change anybody's faith. I mention the God and my understanding. Mm. And everyone has that creator, everyone. And if we take just a little pebble of ourselves in our own universe and we skim it, across that lake of visionary, being a visionary, of course, we skim it across and we watch all those ripples come out. That's all they are, are ripples. Yeah. And we not look at the big tidal waves of emotion, but we look at the ripples fully aware that we are experiencing at this point, at this present moment, a big, huge change. Oh, yes. But if we just imagine all of us, Every one of us just take a small pebble of our universe and skim it across that lake of illusionary, of, of visionary, sorry, and then just think, what would I like if God has given me this opportunity? What would I do for myself? It may be just a cry. You know, it may be that universal cry that you need. It may be something like being better to yourself. Mm loving yourself and the most extreme extreme type is to love yourself let that seed come through let it come through because you we all have it mm. we all have it and I do remember you know thinking and struggling and doing all sorts of things but now I realize it was just my way of climbing my own mountain my own divine and we're all we've all got a mountain all of us yeah Sometimes it's a little anthill to start off with, but I can tell you when we get better, it starts growing. And so we need to climb some more. Very true. Yes. It's always growing ahead of us <laughs> climbing. <laughs> yeah. I go home. I go home to our mountain to Maunga Hikurangi because she's my grandmother. Mm. And she and I talk to her. I walk up the mountain and I talk to her so that I can renew our relationship. By the time I get to where the po or the totems are, there's, there's uh, nine of them, mm. I have then had that relationship with her where I can breathe and I can sit and listen to her. That is, the, that is why we have mountains. Mm. They're our best type of computer that mm. we can shoot into. We can put our password in there and we can just sit there and not say anything, but this wonderful grandmother teaches me things I honestly never, never would think I would know about, but she just opens me up. And this is what we all do. We have a mountain. Yeah. We may live in the heart of London. We may live in the heart of New York. We may live in, you know, the busiest place in China, but we still have a mountain and that mountain's with us. That's absolutely beautiful. And um, yes, listeners, I think that's such a piece of um, amazing wisdom that you can take into your own life and know that you have your own mountain and that you can connect in with your mountain and uh, that uh, wisdom comes and wisdom comes in the silent spaces of connecting in with nature. And that's such a beautiful way of having a relationship with nature as well not just going out for a walk and and saying oh well you know it's a beautiful countryside <clears throat> that's on one level but the actual deeper level of understanding and connection 
um, is so important. And I think it's something that we desperately need to reconnect with. And so your explanation is, is very, very um, vital to, to hear. And thank you for sharing that, Gaylene. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. I just, like, like I said, we can't, we don't all have mountains out the window where we can look no. at. No. But we have our mountain that we can tune into in ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, even if it's a representation somewhere in the environment that we do have around us, it could be a tree. You know, it, mm -hmm. it could be, um, it could be an animal. Um, I mean, I, I personally, um, whenever I go out somewhere, I, I attract butterflies, moths and dragonflies. They will actually land on me most of the time. And, you know, so I have a relationship with um, with with uh, animals um, on that level. And I see that as sacred because I always find that I'm getting a message through from um, the the animal that uh, graces me with its presence. And I think it's about listening more, being in the silent spaces, and as you rightly say, being present, not just to yourself and your, your relationship, your first relationship is to yourself, but also with the environment and how it interacts with us and how it teaches us. And I think um, it's very, very important. It strengthens us up, um, makes us more resilient to um, focus on the simple things, as you say, on, on one simple thing and then build up from that. That's absolutely yeah. beautiful. That's absolutely Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And until we do those little wee steps, those pebble steps, mm. you know, do those ones first, from my experience. Abs absolutely. And um, uh, that beautiful painting behind you, which just sings with its colours. Um, you explained to me that it um, links in with your role as a gatekeeper. So could you just uh, explain briefly uh, the symbolism of that lovely painting? It's because I'm Polynesian. I love French paintings. Oh, they're aren't they? And anything to do with the Pacific. And uh, the top frangipanis, they are white. So when, like everyone, when you're creating, there's another language inside of you. You're listening to the language inside of you. So I wanted to create the frangipanis. It took me a, quite a while. Mm. And they are white because they represented how we are in our purest form while we're in heaven. Mm. And as they come down, through the gateway, which is the cross, which is the gold cross. Yes, and you were saying before yes. in the Western world that it was, even here, it's Christianity. Well, a lot of people would look at it and, and think, oh, the cross, you know, it's to do with Christianity. But in fact, it, it's something different, isn't it? it? It represents something different, as you explained. It's, um, I've always loved, as a gatekeeper, I've always loved crosses because the center point of a cross is when you go from one world to the other. And I've been through many worlds in my travels. <laughs> and so the, the light is just, a, is, is just, there's no explanation for it when you go into one round to the other. Yeah. And that's why I like crosses. Yeah. I always like, and gold. I've always liked the gold because, of course, we know that gold is healing. And this is the golden age. So that's why you have gold. With um, the mana, mana atua or the chakra in the Polynesians is you put your left hand on the flat of your chest and if you press gently, it's gold. And it actually means watea, meaning freedom. Oh, and wow. so that's how you release all your DNA cells when they're stressed. So I like to put the gold there. And then, of course, you can see the abstract French uh, pennies. And those ones are how we are individual when we come to into this earth, when we mm. come to Mama. Beautiful. How individual we are, how colourful we are, mm. how different we are. But we're still the same flower. Yes. You know, as much we're still the same flower. Yeah. It's just there's slightly something slightly talented and something very unique about us as individuals. Yeah. I don't know if you can see the bottom, but I've actually placed uh, the mountain I belong to. Uh -huh. I've been living in Australia. I placed Uluru as well. 
Oh, right. So out of respect, I've got two mountains there. That's lovely. And that is a respect and there's all the ferns. But I absolutely love the energy that comes off. Oh, yes. And I, I feel it. have asked for all the energy to flow into this interview so that everyone will have a little piece of magic oh, well, to add on to their already universal I magic. I could definitely feel it. It's, as soon as I saw it, I just felt that vibrancy of, of, of life. And uh, it's just beautiful uh, colours and, and, yeah. Yes, I love colours. The symbol is, is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So even when I would go to funerals, I would not wear black. I would wear colours. Right. Because I would celebrate the person. Yeah. You know, so everybody would, you know, I'd come in a big orange coat or... <laughs> and one of my favourite aunties, she went around telling everyone, before I pass away, I'd just like you all to know, is please wear colour. I don't want anyone to wear black. Oh, that's and we were like rainbow. Yeah, very Yeah, because in some so, cultures, yeah. um, uh, it's it's white, isn't it? That's worn for mourning, not black, like um, in in uh, countries in in uh, you know England, for instance. Um, it does and, depend. It does depend because yeah. uh, with my even in my culture, they'll still wear black. Oh, okay. You know, if somebody dies, yeah. which is a tangi, uh, tangi uh, that they go to, they'll still, some of them will still wear black. But oh. to me, I love the colour. Mm. Um, somebody asked me why was I wearing an orange coat because mm. it was my one of my grandmother's funerals. Mm. And I said, because I am honouring my grandmother. Right, yes. She was amazing amazing wahine she's uh or queer we call her grandmother and uh i was obviously i was spoiled by her mm. so that could have something to do with it too <laughs> but um she was just such that my grandmothers uh when they were alive were very very uh oh, powerful mm. and so it's carried on you know it's carried a woman are very powerful i agree and um I think this is something also that is very important to know that in our femininity, we have a tremendous power, but it, it is not the masculine power, it's the feminine power. Um, but yeah. to, to value it and to understand that we actually carry tremendous power if we are uh, empowered within our lives. Um, but we need to get empowered before we can understand the power that we do actually embody and hold. And then you have it in yes. the right way. Yeah. And the, the very beginning of that power is inside of you. Mm. Yes. Very beginning. Excuse yeah. me. <coughs> Sorry. It is. It's inside of you and it's um, you have to you have to feel it. Mm. You have to get through all that numbness, whatever it is, whatever hurt it is, and feel that power. Because yeah. some of those experiences that you have are showing you a choice, or all of them are showing you a choice. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. And, um, and yes. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say that. Um, the, the book I've written, um, Energy Aware, I talk about the fact that many people make knee-jerk decisions which then end up in disaster because they haven't paid attention to the environment, the internal environment and the external environment and what the alignments are. And so an instant decision made because of either fear or desire tends to lead to the path of disaster the quickest way. <laughs> Next master coming up. Okay, this is the Blessed Mother. And she says it's when we take off our jackets of the old, of the old understanding. Mm -hmm. And we allow ourselves, and that's from the past, and she says to allow ourselves to step into the present mm -hmm. and look at our challenges, not issues, challenges mm -hmm. from the heart then we can move forward. Yeah. So if we keep judging what we're going, what's wrong with us, how, oh, I've got this and that, if we keep judging that, 
that won't allow us to move forward. No, very true. And I think that is um, the, the danger of how uh, we can get stuck because we are obsessing about the past and um, obsessing that we're not good enough, that we, we're not enough. And yet all of us are enough. We just have to stop and, 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 and connect deeply in to find our own value in our own truth and I think that's something that is going to be vitally important people started connecting in with that last year because obviously there was no other choice you know many many of us were at home with ourselves and just um, maybe a couple of other people but we still had to find our own strength and our own truth and I think from yes from last year things have moved on already but there are many people who've discovered that ah that's the answer, you know, to to focus on leaving the past behind. What can we do now? How can we evolve in a healthy way? Um, and obviously, how can we heal the land? Because that is the big um, challenge now is to, um, you know, what do we do now moving ahead to make sure that we, we do heal the land. And at the same time, we heal ourselves. As we heal ourselves, we heal the land. As we heal the land, we heal ourselves. And it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, so, sorry, go on. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, look, there is one thing to, for us that will, that we're, we're never going to not have, and that's, our evolution, our growth. Mm. Yeah. It depends on, you know, uh, it, it depends on how we're going to treat ourselves mm. once we start learning or once we start becoming aware how we're going to treat ourselves. Yeah. Then we'll know how to treat the land. Yeah, absolutely. It starts with us, most definitely. Yeah. Because we're the ones that are making those choices about the environment. Mm. Right. And our grandmother, Mother Earth, that she can shake us off anytime she wants. Yep. Yeah. And she will not do that unless there is a great necessity to do so. Yeah, absolutely. So we have to honor that. Mm. We have to honor, come to this, you know, how many times have we been on this planet to evolve? And how many times have we given back? Mm. And how many times do we, are we friendly? You know, are we friendly to the next door neighbor? That's as simple as that. Mm. And how many times will we look in the mirror and we will say, oh, I love you mm. and cringe in the beginning? Yes. <laughs> Just speaking from experience and then, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Oh, no, I love you back. No. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. So there, there's uh, these are um, very, uh, very wise words, uh, very um very helpful. Um, I want to ask you, um, because we are in September, and we had a, a brief discussion um, a couple of weeks ago, we are in September, and you gave a wonderful explanation of what the energy of September is all about. So could you please share that? Okay, okay. So September is about conceptual energy. And the story goes that we have been in the last maybe couple of years, maybe a couple of months, maybe a couple of weeks, we have been planting ideas and they have sort of been created in the embryonic uh, stage. Mm. September comes along and this embryo is now a seed and wants to, over here it's spring, over here it's, it's spring now. Yes, of course. So yeah. it wants to find its wonderful way through all the chaos Mm. and come out so Tamanui Tara Nikura can shine their lovely sun rays on to grow. So mm. if you have any if you have any beautiful ideas that you've been secretly cult cultivating mm. inside yourself from the embryotic stage to the seed stage, this is now the time of it going through to take shoot, to take bud above the earth. Or going through the chaos and finally reaching mm. just that small bit of life to enable it to nurture into a flower. Mm -hmm. So this is now, that's what they call the conceptual because it's going through like, it's going through 
a rebirthing, mm. rebirthing stage and a birthing stage to go through the soil and to come up. And our responsibility is how are we going to support that energy, that seed, that conceptual energy? Mm. How would I, as a woman, be able to support my ideas? How would I do that? Because everyone's probably thinking the same thing. So how, what are we going to do? I've got an idea. How am I going to make sure that it keeps going forward, that I create it into this big dream that I've always wanted? Yeah. Give it love for a start. Mm -hmm. You give it love that you can take from your heart. You can embrace it with your soul. Mm -hmm. And most of all, fill it for life from your God, God himself. Mm, beautiful and, and again you can step back and go okay what did she just say start having a relationship with your inner selves mm. don't start just remember who's who's in who's in alignment here who's in alignment mm. and when you do that amazing things will happen when you take responsibility for your own ideas and your own dreams and your own seeds and your own embryotic stages and your own conceptual energy, something wonderful is going to happen. Absolutely. And I suppose um, the thing is that um, it, it holds true even for uh, us here, well, in the UK, as we're heading into autumn, obviously September for us is autumn and then winter, but it maybe is more about um, creating the seed at the and and uh, putting it into the ground at the moment. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. United Kingdom are going through, and all the areas. Or there's England, there's Ireland, there's Scotland. You're all going through a rebirthing. Mm. Definitely, the whole world's going, but but yeah. we're all going through it differently because yeah. there's different seasons, different rhythms, different momentums all around the world. Mm. So the, the the blanket of healing may not be seen by a lot, but it's there. It's yeah. absolutely there. I know it's there. I know that we've been supported by the universal uh, masters, angels, mm. saints. You name it, they're all there to help. See, over here, we can, we're all spread out. So we have, you know, we're not in a country where there's millions of people. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So obviously, you would need more guidance and more help. Mm. And, and that has been. Comforting. It's very comforting to hear because obviously there is a lot of fear, there's a lot of uncertainty. And, um, it's important to know that there is a, if you like, a grand plan that is up up there. Oh. They're, they're, they're paying attention. <laughs> they, uh, honestly, I'm telling you that right now. There is this wonderful blanket. It's like a grandmother's blanket. You know, with the grandmother that sits there and crochets or knits blankets for everyone. And there's a blanket that's been put right across that part of the world. And people, it's like you can you can feel it. You're not quite sure what it is, but you can feel it. That blanket of hope, the yeah. blanket of healing, the blanket of light. Mm. You haven't been left out. You, there, there's, you know, it might seem there's a lot of suffering, and I I'm, I know there are there is a lot of suffering going on. Yes. However, those of us, which you would surely know this, those of us that are uh, knowing about our own life have been sharing our light yes and you know sharing it around the world not just not just for us in our own homes but sharing it around the world yes and watching the potential yeah that this blanket this healing blanket is doing across the world mm. watching Yes, there are incredible um, changes happening um, the, the the positive changes um the way that people are kind of claiming claiming themselves back and what are they what they're doing with themselves from this point on you know uh, they they they're feeling a lot of people are feeling that they have choices now that they perhaps didn't realize they had before for instance which is a massive thing 
on its on its own. But you're right because it is our time as um, well. I, I suppose it's a word light workers um, or light weavers. Um, you know, I see myself as a light weaver, and bringing all of that energy together, the intentionality which of course is what counts um, how you send, what, what you send um, out and the intention that you send it out with. There's a lot of uh, threads coming together from many consciousnesses um, and uh, carrying light, light frequencies. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Mm. And there I can see, as a visionary, mm. I can see all these lights. Mm. I can see all these lights over there. And it looks like a blanket. It does look like a blanket, you know, with somebody's gone and put glitter in it and there's all these <laughs> like lights. Buckles. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very glittery blanket. And it's yeah. like these and you can you can almost see the souls that are just asking. Every prayer is met. Every karakia, every prayer is met and looked at and healed and, and sent light and that there's not one prayer that is not unanswered. Mm. And I feel that's the time, this is all, this is the time where we're being asked to reassess and look at our potential in a more, maybe a different, a different step to the left or step to the right. Yeah. Oh, I remember this feeling, you know, I remember coming through the heavens and coming with this healing mm. you know that's why you're seeing and we need you're seeing that with the, the babe the younger generation the new babies that are coming through as well yeah mm. you're seeing that their direct light their their eyes they're just looking at you know mm. grandma or grandpa or they're looking at mum and dad and they're just like they're the wisdom there's just wisdom but they do need guidance of course, absolutely. The necessity for us to wake up, to embrace our own spirituality, to understand something far more than we could ever understand before, yeah, is now. Absolutely. And um, I also think that um, we, we're becoming, if you like, cosmic citizens, not because we are going to be traveling to Mars. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the consciousness mm. is expanding to take in more of the universe and understanding where our place is in the universe rather than seeing ourselves as um, earth centric um, so that's a massive change as well and it will change the consciousness because of course it's a very fundamental stretching of perception um, that is going on as well absolutely and your whole universe or your whole personal universe has a a a uh, how shall I put this? Is there are infinite amount of consciousness, collective consciousness that we know, as even just as a human being. It's whether we want to look in that library, yeah, and use that experience or read that wonderful book yeah. so that we can improve Absolutely. not only for ourselves, that we can improve hunger, mm. uh, we can diminish wars mm. you know there's things we can improve on absolutely yeah and to do that is to improve on ourselves mm. it starts with ourselves definitely yeah so there's there's probably one question that I ask when people come to me uh when we're doing individual one-on-ones yeah I ask them there's only one rule when you come through the doorway you are only to talk about yourself That's the only person I want to hear about. Because mm. once you talk about yourself, then I know you're getting to know yourself and your capabilities. That's very powerful. Um, and it it counters um, uh, perhaps some of the, the, the um, you know, opinions and ways that we are um, pushed perhaps to... Um, not focus in a healthy way on ourselves or have been pushed to. And I think reversing that and having that healthy relationship with ourselves is now, I would say, the top job. There's nothing more important than that job for every single person. 
right now. Because you do find when you're doing that, you find that power that we were talking about, that potential power. So then you'll know how to share it mm. and not leave yourself depleted. You, you will know how to share it. Yes. it That's because it's infinite power, there's never there's no stopping. You mm. just keep knowing how to use it and how to share it. Yeah. You know, how to heal with it, uh, how to create with it. Mm. And unless we teach ourselves to drive and we come out of that automatic rhythm, yeah, you know, it's okay if you're going to turn a corner that may end up in nowhere. It's okay. Mm. You went around that corner for something. Absolutely. Everything happens for a reason. It, I... it, it does. It, honestly, it really does. And from knowing myself back when I'm for my adult awakening, not my necessarily my childhood awakening, because that was always there, but my adult awakening. Yeah. Like everybody else back in the day, way back in the, I think it was the 90s, eh? mm -hmm. you know, it was just think, 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 overthink. Yes. And that's another thing is allow your mind to have a rest. Oh, yeah. Very important. Yeah. Your power is not coming from your mind. It's coming from your spirit. Mm. And so you have to allow your mind to have a rest, and a little bit of discipline goes well with the mind. Yes. It's being playing havoc like a small child, you know, given lots and lots of toys. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. As I said, it's like the, the three year old with a can of green paint and uh, chocolate, and the, the uh, green paint gets eaten and the chocolate gets spread on the wall when you open the door to have a look at what's happened. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in the moment, if, if you don't realise that, then enjoy what you're doing because one day there will be that that person that you are will turn around and go, well, we've had enough of this now. I think we're going to let, we're going to have a bit of a rest and we'll just get a little bit more focus. Yeah. I think, absolutely. I feel if we, we, we stop telling each other how we should feel and how we should do this and how we should do that. Mm. You said mentioned listening, and that was used to be my biggest, one of my biggest things I needed to know about mm -hmm. was listening. And when I would sit and meditate those many years ago, I, you know, the mind was really busy, really, really busy. Yeah. But as I continued to meditate, the mind settled down. And now a semi-trailer can come past me and while I'm meditating, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And I, I believe it's listening. Mm. If you're not quiet, you won't hear yourself breathe. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's vitally important because that's where the reconnection takes place. So, Gaylene, um, this, this has been absolutely wonderful. Can I ask you, um, is there... Um, something, a message for our listeners that is uh, one that you would like to leave with them today? Yes, because this is when I'm getting everyone sort of all the masters coming right in this time. Just take one moment, one moment when you're by yourself and just sit with yourself. There is an amazing, an amazing soul inside waiting for you to make that sacred space so that your divine soul can speak to you. And it doesn't have to be in words. You may feel, you know, emotional. You may the heart, you may you may feel the love. Yeah. You may see something. You may see a giant gold cross. You may see a teddy bear, you may see, but allow yourself the privilege and the humbleness to sit with your soul. And in simple terms, five minutes, that's all it takes is five minutes and see what happens. And in the meantime, when I'm out there traveling around the earth, traveling around my grandmother, I'll drop a few golden teardrops in somebody's house, oh. which I love doing anyway. Oh. And that's some little surprises because you can do that when you visualise, you know, when you're a visionary. You can drop little, a bit like Santa Claus, mm. except things have modern up a bit. 
if you yes. have a look at the slaves now, it's pretty, <laughs> you know, pretty powerful these days. Yeah. But yes, just talk to, just have that conversation, that non-word conversation mm. of sitting and helping yourself to breathe, breathe properly, breathe, breathe freely. The breath in Māori and the Māori language is called teha. Teha. The breath. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you so much. That's uh, wonderful, wise words, and um, really appreciate uh, you sharing that. And I'm sure that our listeners will take that to heart and um, will be able to use that in a very practical way. And we we await the golden teardrops. Thank you so much, Gaylene. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure, uh, a delight and honour, uh, an absolute pleasure. Um, and um, we will share your contact details um, when I put this uh, uh, recording out and, and video. So just to let you know, listeners, um, as I mentioned at the beginning, this is the first episode of the new podcast show called Tribal Voices. And uh, it will be going up on, um, on a platform which is called Anchor. And also I will be putting this on my uh, YouTube channel, which is under Ildico Spinfisher. So we will finish here today. Thank you so very much, lovely lady, for being here. We're very honoured to have your time, your space, your wisdom. Thank you very much. Oh, God bless you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You have been listening to the Tribal Voices podcast with me, your host, Ildiko Spinfisher. The platform where the guides, leaders, teachers and wisdom keepers of Indigenous communities share their life-affirming ways of living and their knowledge of how to navigate the future in a healthy and sustainable way. Visit my website, liferetuning.com, to listen to more amazing episodes and download your free copy of the New Year, New Era, New You playbook, a great resource, beautifully illustrated and a thought-provoking guide with top tips for living and thriving in a changing world. Just click on the link in the podcast episode notes. Join me next time for another fantastic episode. Thank you for listening.